Hey everybody, this is Heidi St. John. Today is Wednesday, November 22nd. It is almost Thanksgiving. Welcome to the Busy Mom Podcast. Today we're going to talk about the gift of hope. We're coming into the holidays and sometimes it can be harder than we imagine it to be. But stick around today. I think you're going to be encouraged. So we're getting ready to have a whole bunch of uh, company at our house this Thanksgiving. My sister Haley and her family have been living here for going on five months now, and they actually move out this weekend into their own home, so they're pretty excited about that. And my nephew Bobby and his family are going to be here for Thanksgiving. We have a lot in our family this year to be thankful for. I mean, I think we can always come up with things to be thankful for. We write our typical list out of things that we want to give God thanks for. But this year, I'm kind of focusing on something different, kind of because what our family has been through and, and some things the Lord's been teaching me through walking through some difficult times. And that kind of is that we are not born for this world. And so as we come into a season of Thanksgiving and we come into a season of really looking at the birth of Christ, I also know that the reality is we live in a fallen world. And there are a lot of people listening to this podcast today who are just like, you know what, forget it. It was We're, we're not doing the turkey thing this year. I already talked to a mom who was saying she didn't even want to celebrate uh, this year because she's struggling so much. And I, I want to talk about the gift of hope. Actually, today I'm going to talk about the gift of hope. And then I'm going to come back on Friday, the day after Thanksgiving, I'm going to talk about the power of weakness. Because guess what? If you know the Lord, you have been given his strength and his power. And he says his power is made perfect in weakness. So if you feel weak today, if you're just going, I don't know how we're going to get through the holidays, if the financial burdens of the holidays are uh, are stressing you out and you're just trying to figure out how in the world we're going to get all this stuff done. Listen, God said he'll help you. Um, before I get into it any further today, I want to remind you of where I'm going to be for the MomStrong Conference this year, because on Cyber Monday, uh, we will only do this for one day. We're going to be putting those tickets on sale. And I'm going to give you the dates real quick. So if you got a pencil, or I guess you can come back and listen to this later, or you can check the show notes. Uh, but here are the dates where the MomStrong Conference is going to be for 2018. Uh, January 5 and 6, I will be in Sparta, New Jersey. On the tw- um, February 2nd and 3rd, I'll be in Dayton, Ohio. February 15 and 16, I'll be in Lakeland, Florida. And September 21 through 22nd, I'll be in Katy, Texas. I believe I'm going back to Katy's first uh, back there. So this will be our second time going back down to Katy, Texas. We are really looking forward to seeing you uh, this year. The MomStrong Conference is really, um, we are really excited about that as a family and as a ministry team. This is something that we've been praying about for years and years. So um, I think you guys are going to be blessed and encouraged. If you want to host a MomStrong Conference, my 2018 speaking schedule is pretty well full. Um, but if you're interested in bringing one to your neck of the woods, please email me, podcast at thebusymom.com, or I will put a link to it in the show notes today where you can fill out a speaking form. And probably we're looking at 2019 at this point, um, but feel free to just uh, at least shoot us an email and say, hey, these are the dates we're looking at, and we will get back to you. All right, so 
Um, before we get any further into uh, the podcast today, I just want to say thank you to everybody who's been listening to this podcast this year. We have um, tens of thousands of people that download this podcast every single every single week, every single day, and we are so uh, thankful for you. If you have not yet reviewed the podcast over at um, iTunes, I would love it if you do that or share it on your social media. Let other people know um, that this podcast is out there because the goal is to encourage us in our walk with God, to engage the culture in truth and grace and to go back to the Word of God. And speaking of going back to the Word of God, that's exactly where I want to take you today as we talk about this idea of having hope. So you've heard me say this before. Um, We elected a president, right, um, years ago because we were looking for hope and change in the culture. And now we've elected a president because we want to make America great again. And it's no secret that I voted for for Trump, but I'll tell you why I voted for him. Well, you already know why. I voted for him because the idea of having somebody in the highest office in the land who would kill an innocent baby is just more than I can, it was more than I could handle, more than I could stomach. And uh, and so I voted for and I'm praying for um, President Trump. But the, but the reality is we're never going to make America great again uh, with a president. America is not going to be great at all until we recognize that our hope is in Christ and that there's nothing good in any of us apart from the saving grace of Christ. And uh, I think sometimes it's easy it's easy to uh, forget that, particularly as we come into the holiday season. I know many, uh, many people feel overburdened, and we're going to talk about this a little bit more um, in the first part of December. We feel over, overburdened by the financial responsibility, what feels like the financial responsibility of buying gifts at Christmas time. And I think often the, um, the joy of the season is simply lost in this mad dash to, uh, to buy things. And I know certainly everybody's getting ready for Black Friday and um, I'm not down on buying gifts, but I think sometimes we, we unnecessarily um, burden ourselves. And so, and we forget, I think that the Bible teaches us that there's a reason why this world is a big fat struggle and why uh, we can't look to a fallen world to give us hope uh, because it just doesn't work very well. So I want to take you to the book of Psalms today. I love the Psalms, and I love uh, I love the Psalmist David in particular. Several uh, several Psalmists that contributed to the Book of Psalms, but David in particular has a real way of communicating um, his humanness and his need for God. And I think he speaks for a lot of us, which is why the Psalms resonate so much. So Psalm forty two. Uh, start. I'm going to start at verse one, and some of you guys will will, will recognize this uh, right away. <clears throat> <clears throat> As the deer longs for streams of water, so I long for you, O God. I thirst for God, the living God. Where can I go and stand before him? Day and night, I have only tears for food, while my enemies continually taunt me, saying, Where is this God of yours? My heart is breaking as I remember how it used to be. I walked among the crowds of worshipers, leading a great procession to the house of God, singing for joy and giving thanks amid the sound of a great celebration. Why am I discouraged? Why is my heart so sad? I will put my hope in God. I will praise him again, my God and my Savior. Now I am deeply discouraged, but I will remember you, even from distant Mount Hermon, the source of the Jordan, and from the land of Mount Mazar. I hear the tumult of raging seas as your waves and surging tides sweep over me. But each day, 
the Lord pours his unfailing love upon me. And through each night, I sing his songs, praying to God who gives me life. Oh God, my rock, I cry, why have you forgotten me? Why must I wander around in grief, oppressed by my enemies? Their taunts break my bones, they scoff. Where is this God of yours? Why am I discouraged? Why is my heart so sad? I will put my hope in God. I will praise him again, my Savior and my God. One of the reasons I love this psalm in particular so much is because David, you can see his humanness in him when he he remembers what God has given him and he's thankful, but then he goes back and he says, but I'm still having such a hard time. It's no fun to have people mocking me and taunting me. And David really knew uh, what that felt like. He had legitimately had people trying to kill him. And so he's saying, why am I wandering around being oppressed by my enemies and their taunts break my bones? And I certainly know how that feels. Like the old adage, you know, sticks and stones can break your bones, but words will never hurt you. Um, That's a lie. (laughs) His words hurt a lot. The Bible says that life and death is found on 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 the tongue. There's power in the words that we say. But the truth is all of us struggle. We struggle with sickness. We struggle with betrayal, loss of employment, um, the burden of even just the finances, And right? I mean, this time last year, uh, Jay and I, the water main to our house broke. And the only reason we knew the water main broke was because our water bill was $2,000. And we were like, okay, that's not right. So $2,000 of water bill we owe. And then on top of that, we had to dig up our entire yard to try to find a water line, couldn't find it, and then having to run a new line, which added more stress to the finances that we were in. Because most Americans, I think, don't have, you know, $15,000 just lying around in savings. So when something comes up that, that you have to fix, it can really uh, stress you out, right? And then we add the unnecessary burden of feeling like we have to buy gifts for everybody and their, and their brother uh, during the holidays, right? Some of you have struggled through the death of a loved one this year. Some of you are struggling with temptation. I know that I've been struggling with the reality of my body getting older. Um, even as I've told you, I've struggled with my voice and, and I realized, man, you know what? We're not, we're not limitless because the world we live in doesn't function the way that the creator designed it to function. Why? Because of sin. The Bible says in Romans 8, 22, that the world that we are living in literally groans under the weight of sin. Listen to this. This is what the Apostle Paul said. For we know that all creation has been groaning as in the pains of childbirth right up to the present time. And we as believers also groan, even though we have the Holy Spirit within us to foretaste of future glory, for we long for our bodies to be released from sin and suffering. We too wait with eager hope for the day when God will give us our full rights as his adopted children, including the new bodies he has promised. I don't know about you guys, but I'm looking forward to that. We were given this hope when we were saved. If we already have something, we don't need to hope for it. And that's powerful because Paul is saying, listen, we don't don't live for this city. We live for a city to come. We live for Um, for the knowledge that God is going to come back someday and make it right. And all the things around us, these things, many other things can make life really hard. But I want to encourage you today. I want to just say, take hope because it's so good to know that we don't need to look to people or a president or an election or a windfall of money uh, for the hope that we need. It is found in God alone. 
in God alone. That's why we know that no matter what happens, we can look to God and that's where our hope is found. Hope is not a situation. Hope is not a set of circumstances. Hope is a person and his name is Jesus. Aren't you glad? So as you come into the holiday season this year, think about that with me, that your hope doesn't lie in people or what you will or won't get for Christmas or what you can and can't give for Christmas. Our hope is in, is in Jesus. And I wonder what would happen if we started sharing that with everybody that we knew. Hey, you know, you just, just like um, my favorite movies in the whole world is um, Elf. And I love how excited he is about Christmas. Uh, it, it just makes me really happy. I love how excited he just, he wants to tell everybody that he knows Santa Claus, right? And he's so excited about Christmas. He lives and eats and breathes Christmas. I wonder what would happen if we told everybody that we knew with that kind of enthusiasm <laughs> about Jesus. Have you met my Jesus? Because this world we live in is really lame, but guess what? I'm going to heaven. Heaven's real. I was so blessed uh a couple of months ago, as we were getting ready to fly to Tulsa for the MomStrong Conference, there was a situation on the plane. If you guys were in uh, Tulsa, then you heard, well, I had no voice, but you heard Melissa and my husband tell the story <laughs> of flying to Tulsa. And I remember at one point, my daughter looking at this gentleman who was talking to her on the plane, who was basically mocking us because we believe in God. And Savannah just looked him square in the eyes and she said, Jesus is the realest thing I know. He's, a, he's the most real thing I know. You guys, we can't look around the world that we live in. And atheists will tell you that the world, that nothing created everything. We were just watching this video uh, the other night with our kids. There's a wonderful video circulating around uh, around the internet right now. You guys should totally check it out. Uh, but it's an interview with people who are atheists. And when they are, when they are questioned about the existence, where did it all begin? Um, you know, the, the famous evolutionist Richard Dawkins says, basically, there was nothing. And nothing created everything. Well, he's absolutely right. The Bible says in the beginning that there was nothing. <laughs> and God created everything. The Bible says in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth and the world and the earth was void and it was dark. And God said, let there be light. I mean, we know how this thing started, this world we live in, and we know how it's going to end. And there's great joy and great hope in that. And here's the awesome thing about Jesus. People sometimes will say, well, what do you, what do I get if I become a Christian? You know, so what? Big deal. What do I get? I'm always telling people, here's what you get. You ready? You get Jesus. You get Jesus. He'll never mock you. The Bible says in James, he'll give you wisdom when you need it. In Psalms, you, you find out that the person who trusts in the Lord and obeys his commandments actually becomes wiser than his teachers. Jesus will never mock you. He's not going to ask, uh, he's not going to ask us. Uh, to pay for something that we can't afford. In other words, our salvation, right? He's never going to make us feel guilty about the good gifts that he's given us. And I don't know about you, but I can think of a lot of good gifts this Thanksgiving, a lot of them. So take just a moment today and think about some of those gifts, not the least of which is Jesus. You have been given the gift of Jesus. Jesus is your hope in a world where hope is a rare commodity and precious. Because of God's gift of Jesus, we are connected to him forever. And listen, you guys, a day is coming soon when we won't have to hope anymore because we will be in the presence of hope itself. We are headed to glory. And I can remember my grandmother, she's been gone now for many years, but I remember my grandmother just telling me, Heidi, one of these days, you're going to see Jesus. You're going to see him face to face and all the questions that you have will be answered. And in the meantime, 
the Bible is teaching us to put our hope in him to do exactly what the psalmist David said in Psalm 42. I'm going to read that last verse for you one more time. Why am I discouraged? Why is my heart so sad? I will put my hope in God. This is David talking to himself, right? He's preaching to himself. Can we do that today? I will put my hope in God. I will praise him again, my Savior and my God. Can we do that today? We have a lot to be thankful for. Men and women, tell your children, say, hey, what have you guys got to be thankful for today? And start with Jesus. This week's Mailbox Monday is sponsored by my friends at the Institute for Excellence in Writing. Are you looking for inspiration as you prepare for next semester? I know I am. If so, IEW's Winter Retreat is just what you need. You can attend a full day of workshops from the comfort of your own home absolutely free. You'll be equipped and encouraged by Andrew Pudua, my friend Sarah McKenzie, Adam Andrews, and more. And there's no, did I mention it was free? There's no cost to attend. Register at IEW.com today. I hope you guys have been encouraged by the podcast today. I'm going to come back. I hope you have a wonderful Thanksgiving. I know a bunch of you are listening to this while you're brining your turkeys and cleaning your houses and uh, figuring out how to make stuffing from scratch, which I actually gave up doing a long time ago. And uh, now I have someone else do it for me, which bang, wonderful. Thank you, Ryan. Ryan's making uh, stuffing from scratch for us this year. Um, But I just want you to be encouraged as you've got your Christmas music playing or your Thanksgiving music playing and you're um, getting ready to sit around a table and say, God, thank you. Thank you for the gift of Jesus. Thank you for our our family. Thank you for our freedom. All these things we have to be thankful for because of how loved we are. So I hope you guys have a great Thanksgiving and just enjoy it with your family. I hope you'll have a wonderful, restful weekend. And I am looking forward to coming back here again on Friday, and I'll be talking a little bit about the power of weakness. I'll see you then. Have a great Thanksgiving. For more encouragement, visit me online at thebusymom.com.